So I've got a couple of wrestling things to talk about today. And ironically, you know, tonight is Dynamite in a few hours. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about this because two things happened over the past 24, 48 hours. Uh, first of all, Kenny Omega was on Rene Parquet's, um, uh, Rene, Rene Parquet's, um, podcast, uh, recently, and, you know, on there, he basically alluded to the brawl that happened during the media scrum, you know, at All Out, and he had some very interesting things to say, um, basically, long story short, I will try to uh, link it to you in some way. I think Alex linked it, so uh, just Alex, that is, just Alex Central, he linked it, so I'll try to find that link as well and, and provide it. But basically, he's more along the lines of, you know, he just wants to move on. He just wants to move on, let bygones be bygones, and hey, if we can make money out of it by blurring the lines of reality and what you see in the ring, then hey, more power to you and more power to them and AEW if they can make that happen. But he did acknowledge that there are some things he can't really verbally say. Even Renee uh, acknowledged that, yeah, it seems that, you know, you want to say something, but you can't say something because of legal reasons, NDAs and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, apparently Kenny, you know, he finally spoke out on the situation. Um, he basically alluded to the fact that when he left, you know, for the eight months, eight, nine months he was gone with an injury, that when he came back, it felt like a different company. Essentially, it felt like a different world. It's like, yeah, it was AEW, but it felt like it was a different AEW. It felt like it was a different AEW company, you know, or different wrestling promotion and company using the AEW name than what he had left previously. Because you had all these different um, names and elements, you know, added to the equation. And then, you know, on top of that, you suddenly have CM Punk, you know, kind of getting into that main event scene, which everybody knew eventually he was going to be in and, and all that. And I'm just taking to make sure the mic's on that, you know, that they knew he was going to be in. But he said that it felt like something was off, like something was atmospherically, you know, an, you know, ominous, if you will, with, you know, what was going on. And we can only assume that, you know, him acknowledging something that, you know, you know the uh, that the atmosphere being off and you know being ominously off, you know, in a sense, and 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 well different than what than what than what it was when he left. We can only assume that's because of a lot of the backstage incidences that we've been hearing. You know, going back and forth with a lot of the talent at times. You know, and especially with the talent going back and forth on whether or not CM Punk is someone you want in the locker room or you don't want in the locker room because of his reputation and stuff. So, you know, he basically said what he could, you know, opened up about it as best he could to Renee. And uh, it's very interesting to hear. I will provide a link, like I said, just like Alex did to the podcast so you can listen to it. But, you know, it is definitely, from what Alex, the, the, little, the little bit that just Alex played for us when he reacted to it, um, he, he basically, you know, Kenny just basically, you know, said, you know, basically gave us sort of, you know, in the best way possible, an idea of, you know, you know, what was, you know, what happened and, 
you know, maybe what led up to it and everything because of what he felt coming back into the company. So, again, I'll provide the link and, um, you know, just, just go and you could just go from there. Now, speaking of Alex, he did do a video earlier. I, I don't know if the video is, you know, still up or anything. I don't know if the video is still up or anything, honestly. Um, but he did a video earlier where it basically felt like, from what I saw, he said in his video that it was pretty much confirmed, pretty much confirmed that, yeah, here it is. Uh, it was pretty much confirmed that Vince McMahon was is the one uh, reportedly behind Omos and Brock Lesnar facing each other at WrestleMania. You know th that that is what Alex has said, and that was according to a report by WrestleVotes. But the problem, the problem is that WrestleVotes didn't specifically say it was Vince McMahon. They didn't say it was specifically Vince McMahon. They did put a GIF or a, a yeah a GIF if you will, on the Twitter about it, you know, kind of indicating on who it might be, who they talked about, but they didn't specifically say it was Vince. They didn't specifically say it was Vince. Now, I'm going to try to go back here, and I know he pulled it up. I have it up right now. Yeah, it's a wrestle votes. This is what they're told. They said, and they posted this at 8.42 a.m. this morning, which I would assume is 6.42 Central, my, I mean, 6.42 Pacific, my time, uh, just when uh, my mom was leaving for work and stuff. Um, but this is what WrestleVotes reported. They basically said that they were told, oh, the, the highly anticipated, very compelling Brock Lesnar versus Omos WrestleMania matchup was the idea of one specific powerful person who pushed it through. Now, some would say that's Vince. That that definitely lines up with, you know, Vince, you know, being in that in that role and everything. But here's the thing. It doesn't specifically say it's Vince. It doesn't specifically say, you know, it's Vince. Now, according to uh, the description here that Alex put in there, this is what Alex put in his description, and I quote, A new report from WrestleVotes indicates that, indicates, doesn't say, but indicates, that Vince McMahon was the one who pushed for Lesnar and Omos to happen. The report included a gif, or a gif of, of McMahon, seen below, and stated that the match was the idea of one specific powerful person who pushed it through. Now, again, now, again, According to what the description that Alex puts there says, and what what WrestleVotes says on Twitter, you know, or what WrestleVotes says on Twitter, it doesn't specifically say it's Vince. They're indicating that because of the description of the individual, that it does sound like it's Vince. However, here's what's interesting, and Alex, I think, added this in the description after he was done recording, so hopefully he'll touch upon this tonight. Uh, before he reviews Dynamite, because he likes to split his reviews into numerous segments. You know, introduction, sponsor, you know, plugs and sponsorship, shout-outs, and then, of course, um, other wrestling news items and everything before he does a review. Now, here's what he probably put, obviously, later on, because he didn't mention this initially in the, in the video. 
But here's what he says, you know, after that. And I quote, However, a recent report from Fightful noted how word from within WWE said that McMahon did not come up with Lesnar versus Omos. This was said when there was strong internal speculation on whether or not McMahon was back working with the WWE creative team. While Fightful had sources who spoke to both sides of the narrative, PW Torch's Wade Keller said he was told, quote-unquote, flat out, that McMahon is not back in creative. Now, now, according, now, the rest, now, the rest of it says this, and I quote, Lesnar's WrestleMania 39 match was reportedly changed sometime in the past few weeks, and the decision was made to go with Omos as his opponent. Now, Again, we look at that, we look at that, and, you know, again, you know, Alex, adding that possibly, or more than likely, after the initial video uh, that he recorded, definitely tells me that maybe he jumped the gun a little bit. Now, as I've mentioned, as I've mentioned many times before, people like Alex and JD and Solomonster and all of them, they have a right to be a little afraid and a little paranoid you know, at the fact that there's a possibility Vince could come back in, you know, as far as creative goes, because a match like this has Vince vibes written all over it. I'm not going to deny that, but you cannot, you cannot just come out and say, I told you, I told you, and everything, without proof, without evidence. Because what happens is in the end, you end up looking like a fool. And I say that with all due respect to them. You end up like a, looking like a fool. You have to have the evidence first. You have to have the proof first. And if that most of the evidence and proof from the sources that are reliable, you know, give you is, hey, there's no proof, you know, there's no word whatsoever that it, this is Vince. There's no proof that we're hearing whatsoever it's Vince from our reliable WWE sources. If all the reliable reporters like FIFO and Wade Keller and all of them are saying you or telling you, hey, what you're hearing is not true, and there's more evidence of that coming out, then maybe you need to wait for that. Maybe you need to wait for that, you know, evidence to come out before you make an initial video. Because again, what you will get, what you will get is nothing more than a bunch of people on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, calling you out and say you're jumping the gun or you're being a mark. Because of the fact that your paranoia and fear of what Vince McMahon did to the product for years and years is living in your mind. You are allowing Vince McMahon's, you know, reign that he had over all the WWE creatively rent space in your mind. And you need to evict, you need to evict, you know, that, that, you know, that mindset, you know, that strain, that control, you know, that those memories have on you, you, you it, you need to evict that from your mind, clear your mind, and be like, you know what? Maybe this is Triple H's idea. Maybe he's doing it to appease Vince so that Vince doesn't consider coming back into creative. And we'll just go from there. That's my suggestion to guys like JD, like just Alex, like Solomonster. Evict those memories from your mind right now and think with a clear head. Because you're going to end up doing what Alex did here. Putting more stuff at the end in the description. 
you know, it basically tells you, hey, it's not true. It's not true. So, look, I understand fear and the, the fear and the paranoia you have. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you whatsoever about that fear and paranoia. I don't. I mean, when I take the bus, you know, at 9.15, you know, in the morning, even though I could be scheduled at 1.15, I take it because I've had issues with the bus, the 11.30 bus, leaving Patterson to Turlock, always leaving without me being there or be, me getting on it. So I don't want to take that chance. I don't want to take that chance. And I, and I know it's a strange comparison to make. I know it's a strange comparison to make, but, you know, I see where you guys are coming from, but I'm also willing to move on. I'm willing to take chances. Last week, I basically had to board the 12.30 bus to get to work because I was scheduled at 2.30 last Friday. And guess what? I took that and I made it on time. No issues. Because I didn't let my fear override me. I didn't let my fear override me. I evicted that fear out of my mind. And that's what you guys need to do. As someone that respects what you guys do and the contributions you guys make to the wrestling fan base and community, you need, and I'm humbly suggesting this, you need to evict those memories of Vince ruining the product from your mind and look at this and be like, yeah, this is a Triple H, you know, Triple H move, maybe to appease Vince, you know, and I'm fine with that. And I know because the rest of the card is going to be a banger. That's all you have to say. That's all you have to start believing and feeling. Because if not, you're going to have people from all social media calling you out. Calling you out for jumping the gun and being nothing more than a mark. And pretty much in a way, nothing more than a hardcore, pure pro wrestling fan that kisses a certain AEW owner's behind. And do you want that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So my suggestion is, again, someone that respects and follows you because of your contributions to the, you know, to the wrestling fan base, my suggestion, clear your mind and evict the fear. That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say on that. Because you're going to jump the gun because of stuff like this. You're going to jump the gun. Now, speaking of getting called out by someone within the business. J.D. made the news. Yeah. And it's not Fox News he's made or CBS News that he's made like he has in the past. No, 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 no. J.D. made the news by being called out by Conan himself on the Keeping It, Keeping It, 100, cool, Keeping it 100 Cool podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Conan... Glenn Gabberti, a.k.a. Disco Inferno, and the co-host, you know, basically talked about the situation. They read off an email, you know, from a fan asking a question about this. They listened to what J.D. had to say about the whole, you know, Conan going off on Takashita, uh, uh, if you will, and him doing a frog splash, and then Conan coming back out and saying it was a joke. They went off on J.D. They went off on J.D., and they called him... Not only a mark, but they called him an imbecile. And by extension, any fans that follow him and believe him to be the same thing. Imbeciles. Marks. And you know what's crazy? They even mentioned 
that JD doesn't probably even know what it's like to be in the business. I'm sure JD will have something to say about that tonight, you know, doing his uh, collab review of Dynamite with uh, with Jesse from you know at, who's a Chi Town Mark heel Jesse. I'm sure he's gonna have something to say about that because the last time I checked, JD was a play-by-play commentator and announcer for House of Glory, which is a Northeastern independent major wrestling promotion. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, but yeah, you know they they called them they called out JD. They called him out, called him a mark, called him an imbecile. Basically, said he didn't know what he was talking about. Basically, made fun of the fact that even though they thought it was impressive, made fun of the fact that he was driving his imaginary car to his imaginary bar. And this and look, Conan has all the right to say what he wants to say. Okay. He is a Lucha Libre pro wrestling legend in this business. And whether or not you agree with some of his point of views, he has more knowledge of what goes on in that ring and behind the scenes than any of us want to give him credit for. He does. And when he or anybody you know, that has worked with him in WCW, in AAA, in Impact Wrestling, you know, come out and call out people like JD and call and say and basically call them out for not for not taking things you know into consideration and kind of realizing oh okay maybe Conan was joking about what he said about Takasta and all that and oh Takashita you know and him doing the frog splash and everything oh maybe maybe he was joking and I shouldn't take it too seriously you know when you have them call you out because you took it too seriously and they brand you as a mark and an imbecile and all that, that's not good. That's not a good rep because Conan has more followers, has more, you know, subscribers and everything than even JD does. And I hate to say that. Maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, I have a feeling he does. Because, like I say, he's a legend in this business. He and Glinga Birdie, whether you like Glinga Birdie, Disco Inferno or not, have seen a lot of things in the back have been in that ring, they know what they're talking about. Whether you agree with their viewpoints or you don't. And this is what I'm always afraid of. That now you're going to incorporate the wrestlers, the legends, who have been in this business, been in those, in between those ropes, calling people like JD, Just Alex, Solomonster, you know, OTR Central, you're going to have them calling you guys out. Because all you're doing is, to them, and to anybody that follows them, you know, like fellow fans or whatever, you are doing nothing more than, to, than proving to them that you are exactly what they say you and people like me are. Nothing but marks. And if you don't want that, you need to be, in my opinion, and again, I say it with all due respect for what you guys do, what you need to do is think about, okay, I'm going to go on camera and talk about this, but I don't want it to come back and bite me in the butt. What, I, what can I say? Oh, I know. Turn on the camera, you go, but, and basically greet everybody and say, hey, what you're about to hear out of, my, out of my mouth about these things is my opinion. My opinion. And if you agree with that, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. And hey, if I'm wrong about it, I'm cool with that too. And that's all you have to say. That's all you have to say, in my opinion. Just a little bit of suggestion there. That's all you have to do is just say, hey, what, you, what I'm about to tell you is my opinion and if you don't agree with it, that's fine. And if I'm wrong, that's fine too. You know, that's all you have to say. 
That way, it, you, that way you have less of a chance, in my opinion, of people like, of, of, you know, of things you say, getting back to people like a Conan, getting back to people like, let's say, you know, uh, a, a Medusa, a Lundra Blakes, if you will, or getting back to people like a Jim Cornette, whether you like the guy or you don't, or getting back to someone like, let's say, a Ryback, or, or even a Kevin Nash, if you will. You have less of a chance of it get it back of it getting back to them and them basically making making you look and I say this respectfully look foolish in what you say you have a less of a chance of that happening if you just come out and say hey what I'm about to tell you is my opinion you don't have to agree with it and if I'm wrong about it I'm wrong or if I'm right about it I'm right you know you know he's he say, he say, whatever. You know, you have less of a chance of this kind of stuff happening if you just say right from the beginning, this is just my speculated theory, this is just my opinion, you know, you don't have to agree with it, but if you do, that's great, whatever. You have less of a chance of people, of it getting back to people like Conan, people like Kevin Nash, people like Ryback, you know, people like Kurt Angle, anybody. You know, in the, that has competed in this business, knows what they're talking about and all that. You have less of a chance of it getting back to them, you know, than if you just decide to come out and stay and start talking like you know what you're talking about. Out, you know, first and foremost, when you don't have all the evidence, you don't have all the true proof, or you don't take certain things into consideration. So yeah, Conan basically replied back to JD's uh, rant on. Uh, on uh, Takashita's uh, frog splash that he did in San Antonio or in El Paso uh, last week on Dynamite, you know he took he he basically responded by to that, and from what I could tell, you know I know JD's gonna probably reply, but yeah, this is not a good look for JD. It's not. It's not a good look for him. Cause believe it or not, Conan does have. You know, some pull in this business. He does have some pull. So, um, if I, if, and I say it with all due respect to JD, start, you know, kind of clear your mind before you come out. Clear your mind and think before you say something. You know, even if you're live streaming, think before, think before you say something. Be like, okay, you know, I, you know, I think Conan, I think like with the whole, with the whole situation with Conan, just be like, Okay, I think Conan might have been joking, but it also sounds like he was being serious, so I should look at it from both sides. You know, try to think of it from that perspective. You know, that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. Or else you're going to end up looking like a fool. And, and I say it with all due respect. You're going to look like a fool in the long run. And you don't want that. I don't want that for you guys. You... I mean, JD, Alex, Solomon, the OTS Central, you wrestling with regret. You guys are some of the best out there today when it comes to YouTube wrestling community members. That's what you are. You are one of the, you are some of the very best because people value your opinions. But if you keep making it sound like your opinions are legit, like hey, I know what I'm talking about. You know, I could see it happening. I know it's happening. If you keep coming out and vocalizing things in that manner, it's not going to be good for you. 
It's not. It's not going to be good for you in the long run. And you need to start considering, you know, rethinking what you say before you say it. Believe me, I've had a lot of people tell me that. Think, think of what you're going to, you know, think before you say something. I've had a lot of people call me out about that here on YouTube and elsewhere. Think about what you're going to say before you say it. Because you're going to look like an idiot. You're going to look like a fool. You're going to have people call you out. You know, you're going to basically put your foot in your mouth. And basically, you're, by doing so, you're going, to make your, you're going to get yourself humiliated. And you don't need that. You're going to put yourself in a position where you don't need to be put in. And when I look at all this that I've just talked about today, you know, the latter two stories out of, out of the three, when I look at those two, those are just prime examples of think before you do. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, both, both videos will be clickable here on the end screen so you guys can check them out yourself. I also have a link in the upper left-hand corner to my Teespring store if you want to help support me there for merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Also, check me out at BW Roses Discussions Podcast where you will get an audio podcast of this later on um, on all your favorite audio podcast outlets except for Pandora. Also, check me out at Vimo at BW Roses, you know, for content you can't get anywhere else. Also, check me out at Divanart.com, so that's BVW1979. Also, support me at Venmo at Brian-Walmer-2. And check me, at, check me out and support me at Cash App at BWRosses98 uh, for financial support there to help grow the channel. And at Patreon at BWRosses, you know, with a $1 or $3 tier. But guys, I just wanted to come out here get this, you know, kind of get, you know, get my thoughts overall, unscripted, you know, thoughts. On all these news items, you know, here I just wanted to give you my unscripted thoughts. Let me know what your thoughts are, live chat and down below. And until next time, I will talk to you later. But the overall message and lesson that should be from it, that should come out of this, for both just Alex, JD, even Solomon, OTR Central, and Wrestling Regret by extension, the overall lesson should be think before you say and do. And that's all I'm going to say. God bless. Take care. I'll talk to you later.